Wiener Schnitzel. Turn on your Wiener Schnitzel. Thank you. Would you like to wear some Lederhosen and go to the Wiener Schnitzel? We can go to the drive-thru or the Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> Edelweiss Wiener Schnitzel. This is, this is just so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong, but it's right, young man. Yeah. What's uh, So what's going on? How, how you been? I'm okay. I don't even know what you're doing because you've turned your camera off. Believe me, I would love for you to see me. Um, Hopefully I but, won't see your Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's off limits. Well, all I see is an iPad, so whatever. I'm not seeing you. Well, I've got notes. This story is not just about Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been a vegan a long time, but I've never been in the trenches, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. You, you've never been a frontline activist? Not like just an now? activist, but being aware of certain developments in the vegan community in the uh, in industry and mm-hmm. and how certain companies operate this has heightened your awareness anyway let's talk about der wiener schnitzel der wiener schnitzel wiener schnitzel uh i have a question you know they have those like really fun hokey um houses they, i mean you know the the style of the building it's like this alp it's like looks like an alpine ski lodge like from the sound of me i don't know it's it's a really funny building like do they build those still can you do they start new wiener schnitzels and build that like kitschy 70s style yellow house building you know it's interesting i'm actually building one right now in my backyard oh, great it's a, like an adu so you can rent it out the interesting concept behind me their wiener schnitzel was that the guy that started it, his name is Girardi, mm-hmm. he worked for Glenn Bell of Taco Bell. Didn't Glenn Bell also spin off like he was inspired by the McDonald people? Yeah, and and also they knew wow. Del Taco too. So it was like all of these fast food companies all started at the same time. It, it's kind of like when you think of PayPal, it spawned all these like mega entrepreneurs from like Peter Thiel, Elon Musk, and like several others. It, it's, it was just like a breeding ground. So apparently there was like a fast food miasma, like, and then it exploded into all like the dominant fast food names you know today. Glenn Bell of Taco Bell had something to do with Verwiener Schnitzel. And the guy, his name is Girardi, said to Bell, like, oh, well, you got the the burritos and the tacos. I'm going to serve the hot dogs. (laughs) So he decided that he was going to use that thing. He was going to go into the hot dog business. And he came up with the Derwiner Sitzel name. I guess his wife was just thumbing through a cookbook. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. There was no like methodology or scientific decision of going ahead. It wasn't like a German or Austrian person who wanted to bring a taste of the homeland. Obviously, yeah. No, it was just let's serve the hot dogs to people because they're not burritos. Fair enough. There is this story that I saw in Veg News. Wiener Schnitzel just launched smoked vegan hot dogs. Field Roast's new vegan stadium dogs make their restaurant debut at select Wiener Schnitzel locations with a retail launch scheduled for April. Well, they better select my location. I remember Field Roast was this company that was very militantly vegan. Why would Field Roast work with Schnitzel? They seem to be pretty, almost like, let's say, militant per se? Per se? They want to introduce their products to others. There's more to the story. Oh, here, oh yes, of course. You're about to tell me the dark side. <laughs> they were bought by uh, Halliburton. <laughs> 
Lockheed Martin now owns Field Roast. No, tell me. Today, fast food chain Wienerschnitzel added a new smoked vegan hot dog to its menu at select locations in California, that's us, Texas, and New Mexico. Awesome. The world's largest hot dog chain is the first to offer the Field Roast Signature Stadium Dog, a new vegan hot dog developed by Field Roast that is made from pea, brown rice, and fava bean protein, and is double smoked using maple hardwood chips in a combination of steam and dry heat. This isn't just another hot dog. A lot went into creating this truly unique product. The new Field Roast Signature Stadium Dog was inspired by flavors of premium kosher-style beef hot dogs, and unlike other products that use liquid smoke for flavor, our dogs are smoked in a real smokehouse. Dan Curtin, president of Field Roast parent company Greenleaf Foods. Remember, Greenleaf Foods. Oh, here Take comes a the note of nefarious that. connection. It's like owned by Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> it's a company called Greenleaf. Like, okay, yeah, that's yeah, a, what is that? It's that like some, it's it's a Trojan of horse of some sort? Yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> and also, wait, let's just point out they don't use liquefied smoke. How does one liquefy smoke? <laughs> Liquid smoke is an ingredient. That so you use. You how can is act- that? How is that made? You 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 catch liquid on fire. You 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 put liquid in a smokehouse and then then use that and pour it on. I just don't understand what's going on here. Well, look, look. If Greenleaf Foods says it's so, it's so. Okay, it's uh, all hail Greenleaf Foods, our new overlords. I've okay, been to keep, the Greenleaf Foods website. Uh huh. <laughs> I learned and some things. Did you get brainwashed by like what I'm assuming is an evil company? Right. This is where we're going with this. What can be bad about green leaves? No, nothing. It sounds so <laughs> optimistic. Okay, keep going, keep going. I, I keep interrupting today. I'm just like your little troll. The, the green leaf guy, he has more to say. Okay. Mm, Wiener Schnitzel, he said it just that way, mm-hmm. yes, of is course. the perfect partner to debut our plant-based dog because simply put, they know hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's... <laughs> Who comes up with these PR quotes? Well, no, this guy, Dan Curtin, did. No, but you know, they don't write their own quotes. A lot of the time, it's the PR people who make their quote for them. Sometimes the company is the PR company. Mm, yeah. I think that's the way this one's working. Okay. Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel is not even... Okay, keep going. Is offering Field Roast's new hot dog as part of a three-menu option. Backyard veggie dog. Topped with dairy-based American cheese. No. Field Roast was very into purity. And they would never want to have dairy on their product. Are we doing a roast of Field Roast? They weren't playing that game when they when they started. Now, hey, man, it's all, all bets are off, man. Let's throw some cheese on there. Wiener Schnitzel is offering Field Roast's new hot dog as part of a three-menu option. Backyard veggie dog. Topped with dairy-based American cheese, a pickle spear, tomato, ketchup, and mustard. Barbecued veggie dog. Served with barbecue sauce, pickle spear, and onion. You can have that one. Yeah, that sounds good. And Chicago veggie dog. Topped Mm. with a pickle spear, tomato, sport peppers. What are Mm. sport peppers? They're They're very athletic jalapenos. Peppers that have like socks on. (laughs) No, they just train the jalapenos in like a... Track racetrack. I don't know, man. Sports pe- peppers, onions, relish, mustard, and celery salt. 
Okay. The That's backyard veggie dog is served with dairy-based cheese, while the uh. other two options are vegan without modifications. Yeah, we know that. The new vegan hot dog is only available at 19 test locations, and they could expand to the, the chain's 328 restaurants and franchise locations if proven popular. And they're going to be sold alongside their beef-based counterparts. Now, I looked at the website, and so the most of the locations are in Bakersfield, New Mexico, and El Paso, Texas. The two locations in Los Angeles are in Lakewood and Westminster. So we're going to have to do some driving. Come on, man. Throw me a bone here. <laughs> I remember Field Roast being kind of this militant vegan company. And then I found out that two years ago, Field Roast was sold to a company called Maple Leaf Foods. Maple Leaf Foods is Canada's largest meat packaging company. So they're basically the Tyson of Canada. When the sale came out, because I mean, I, here's the thing. I love Field Roast stuff. I mean, I'm a big fan. I've been buying a lot of their product. I, I especially like their apple sage links, their, uh, their sausages. I like the chow cheese. I like their products. And also when I bought the stuff, I always felt like, oh, I'm supporting a company that's really down for that vegan cause. Cruelty-free product, making sure that the, the product is properly advertised and properly, you know, packaged and, you know, minimally packaged. And it just had this kind of, um, I don't know, street cred for, well, I don't know, vegan mics like myself. You know, it was kind of news to me that they were sold for $120 million to this big ag large meat company in Canada. I wonder if they had a... Remember we talked about that in the last episode? You asked if there's such a thing as a conditional sale. I really wonder if they had a some kind of morality clause or conditional sale or like they asked for some kind of guarantee that their products would not be debased. I don't know if you're either psychic or really, really smart. <laughs> Neither, but is that where we're going with this? Are you reading my notes? It's just the next logical thought. A lot of people that were dedicated to field roast, the vegans, you know, in the trenches were really unhappy with the sale because it's basically the, the whole kit and caboodle company was being sold to a meat producer. And so David Lee, the founder of field roast created a vegan policy affirmation. He made Maple Leaf Foods sign this affirmation and it consisted of nine points to which Maple Leaf Foods had to adhere that field roast products must remain vegan, no animal product processing or animal ingredients strictly prohibited in its facilities. All animal-derived foods cannot be cooked in field roast break rooms, and its company-sponsored food functions must remain vegan. Field roast products given as samples in trade shows do not contain animal products as, as an accompaniment, as, i.e. cheese, with oh. a strong preference not to sample field roast products near those that contained animal ingredients. So I'm sure he's not really happy about this Wiener Schnitzel deal and the cheese on top of the hot dog. No social media marketing of Field Roast will involve animal products in photos. All furniture and materials within Field Roast offices must remain vegan. So the biggest company in Canada that slaughters cows, pigs, chickens, etc., you name it, decided to create a company called Green Leaf, Green Leaf Foods, to promote their vegan holdings. 
one of them being field roast, like the big one is field roast, and also Lifeline. You know, they make the pea protein burgers. Mm-hmm. They basically went around the policy by creating this company. So are you saying that the subsidiary does not have to adhere to these same rules that the mother, the parent company agreed to? Well, all I see is field roast product with real cheese on it. It And the Dear Wieners, it's a website. I wonder if David Lee can sue for breach of contract. The way the situation works, the way I see this, is there was a problem with this merger between Field Roast and Maple Leaf Foods. And so Field Roast had to do some kind of PR spin to maintain their business base. Right. A few years go by and, hey, it's their wiener schnitzel time. They have sort of a cover, a leaf cover, a green leaf cover. <laughs> Just so disappointing because all they had to do to abide by the agreement and also to, you know, maintain their integrity and their customer loyalty was put chow cheese on top of the vegan hot dog, which you told me just now is also a field roast product, right? Well, I mean, it's also about cost. Gosh, I'll pay the extra 50 cents. Like, come on. One slice of cheese from the same exact company. I'm sure field roast would supply it at a subsidized cost too. They even make the stuff to put on top of it. And for some reason, Wiener Schnitzel has to put a different product on top, Uh, like a less ethical one. Field Roast was so adamant about their product not being side-by-side with meat. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. <laughs> if they're at a Doriner schnitzel, Field Roast meat is going to be side-by-side with cruelty product. They might be boiling in the same whatever soup or in the same steamer or whatever. However, Doriner schnitzel makes their hot dogs. If you're going to go ahead and make a big stand about, oh, yeah, we're a vegan company and nothing's going to let us down, whatever... Maybe you need to be more honest with your situation. Just say, like, look, we're selling out because we want more people to be vegan. But don't be on a big soapbox and say, oh, we have no animal product chairs and you can't heat up meat in our break room. Right. It's really possible that David Lee had every intention of enforcing this. Years go by and they found a way around him and they're like, haha, too bad for you. Uh, I, it's possible that he's upset about this and would, if he had the ability, he would claw it back. It was sold for $120 million. As a consumer, okay, what do I think of this product now? Now that I know this information, that when I buy Field Roast, I'm not supporting this cool vegan company, but I'm supporting this giant conglomerate that's connected with the slaughter of millions, billions of animals. Yeah. I mean, you know, my ongoing stance is that any inroads that can be made, if they can, if they can use uh, Maple Leaf Foods infrastructure to bring this vegan option to a wider audience, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but there needs to be some kind of accountability. Yeah. When you soapbox this thing and make make it seem, and then you have this kind of vague company called Greenleaf, which is basically just a PR facade. You know, I went to the Greenleaf website. It's basically a splash page for Field Roast, Lifeline. And then when you go into to company policy, it goes right to the Maple Leaf Food website. The major decisions and the, the money is going through Maple Leaf. 
Yeah, I mean, I think of these big companies as amoral institutions. So as consumers, we can guide them in the right direction by choosing the good products they offer rather than the bad ones. And hopefully that makes them phase out the bad ones. I think that Field Roast makes a good product. It's not whether or not it makes a bad product because it makes a good product. The problem is positioning within the vegan community and whether or not we as vegans should support people that don't live up to their word. Okay, fine. Um, but, you know, any huge entrenched company is risk averse. They, they can't become vegan overnight. But if they offer a vegan option side by side with the meat option and more and more people choose the vegan option, you know, the more they do it, the more they phase out the meat option. Well, I'm talking about the vegan community. I'm seeing this also as a pattern now. What's happening is a lot of these smaller vegan companies, they have a base within the vegan community. Then all of a sudden, big business comes a knocking and they want both. They want to have mm-hmm. their, their cake and eat it too. And maybe they shouldn't have their cake. Maybe they should not get support from the vegan community if they're going to sell out to a large producer. We need to support Tyson because they're killing a tiny fraction less animals. Let's not support Tyson. Let's support small providers, small creators that where we know where the food's coming from. Okay. And they don't have to create some kind of fancy, phony other company to shield themselves from their prior commitments. There's another thing that I learned too. There's other companies that have made that deal with the devil. Hmm. Question. Do you like animal testing? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you a fan of animal testing? Does any does anyone say yes to that? Yeah, test on them. Three years ago, Daya Cheese was acquired by Atsuka, a Japanese pharmaceutical company brand, for $325 million in order to become a global leader in offering plant-based cheese options. However, Atsuka, like many pharmaceutical brands, conducts tests on animals. Things that include pumping animals full of diseases and experimental drugs. When we buy Daya cheese, we're also supporting a company that tests on animals. Hmm. Hey, I don't want to go too far off topic, and I don't have an answer to this. How should an ethical pharmaceutical company work? Should they go straight from formulation to testing on humans? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Thought about that as well. But should a pharmaceutical company be involved in the food company? This is how conglomerates work. They just swallow up everything. Most people are just going to say, oh, look, this is, you know, this company is creating sustainable food. That's great. I'm going to go ahead and buy this stuff. It's a more casual choice than, okay, someone who's educated, they can go on the internet and and learn all these steps of, okay, they made a horrible deal with the devil. I'm not going to look at Daya Cheese the same way. The food industry is probably a pretty cutthroat industry and there's very small margins. Yep. And you can see when there's situations with, uh, let's say, labor disputes. Like there's this company in North Carolina called No Evil Foods. Mm-hmm. And they have like these really cute labels, like the, the, the foods in Whole Foods. It's really cute labels. They kind of have this kind of socialist or communist logos. Like they have like comrade chicken. They have this labor dispute. Are you about to tell me they union bust too? <laughs> Allegedly, they were union busting. So ironic. 
And, and not only that, there was a, even a story about how they had someone come in and try to scrub this information that came out in a, like a board meeting. Maybe these vegan companies are sort of a microcosm of every company where with COVID, all these other drastic things that happen, you know, just the ability to survive as a company, they have to make certain business choices that, that affect either the bottom line or people's lives per se. Yeah, it's a complicated um, ethical morass out there. There's a lot of articles about no evil. And so I, you know, I recommend people go out and read about that. Some evil, a little evil, a necessary evil, the lesser of two evils. I see a company like No Evil in that same situation or same place as a field roast. They're a vegan company, established a brand, and they're just basically waiting maybe perhaps for a big acquisition. Yeah. And once that happens, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to be in that world, you know, mm-hmm. what should we do? Be blind and, <laughs> and, and eat the gruel? Ideological purity is ultimately self-defeating because it's going to turn people off. So the best we can do is maintain our own veganhood, support primarily vegan companies, but also, you know, support companies that are going in the right direction by encouraging them to pivot towards less cruelty and more vegan food. And, uh, you know, take the vegan option. And also that helps people in areas where they don't have the same wealth of vegan options we do. We need them to have access to uh, the vegan option at fast food places where, you know, they don't have a Whole Foods like we do. And maybe they can't afford to go to Whole Foods, you know. So, Mike, you're going to go ahead and buy the day of cheese. Yeah, as long as the cheese itself is, well, yeah, okay, putting you on the spot, but yeah, I will. Um, so you I, will. I'll, okay. I'll so you're going to go ahead and support too. animal testing. We'll have to put you down on that. Okay. Go ahead. No. Cause that, the, the, I'm guessing the day of cheese itself is not tested on animals, but the parent company, the company mm. that owns the, the holdings, would you invest in day of cheese? No. Cause I, I, you'd be investing in the parent company, which I would not do. Why not? You just told me about this today, so I don't know the extent of their uh, ethical compromises. Well, they test on animals because they're a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Again, you know, again, I don't know the answer to that what do you do about pharmaceuticals question, too. But yeah, I would just stay away from it in general because I would run the risk of getting my hands dirty. So I'm going to write this down. Okay, so you mm-hmm. will buy the product, but you won't invest in the company. Write it down. <laughs> this is like, uh, you're setting me up for the gotcha later. Uh, yeah, I, again, I want to encourage companies to pivot in the right direction because they're, you know, they're not, us, these huge entrenched companies aren't going anywhere. So it's better to encourage them to reform. When you say reform, are they really reforming? I, I, you know what? I don't know their hearts. I don't know. You know what I mean? We know I, where I, their I, heart I just, is. No, no. What I'm saying is who cares where their heart is? I care about their behavior. Their heart and, is where the dollar is flying yeah, of in course, the air. Of course. But what I'm saying is re- reform is not their like ideological purity. Reform is giving options for a cruelty-free food to the greatest number of people possible that encourages more and more people to pick up that option and in aggregate that saves lives. Okay, so I've come up with a solution. Vegan community. Let's just not buy the stuff. I mean, okay, we can buy the stuff when we're pressed, when we have to buy something quick for convenience, we can buy it. Maybe we shouldn't blindly support 
companies that kill animals and not just say, oh, well, it's better for society. Yeah, it's better for society. We can be happy that these companies are going into sustainable products and cruelty-free products, but we don't have to support them. We don't have to be a base that gets stepped on. I don't disagree with you, and I see where you're coming from, and I respect this opinion, but let's say, for example, an existing meat company introduces a vegan product, and we all say, no, you're a bad company, we're not going to buy it. So as a result, they're like, oh, it didn't sell, and they discontinue it. That takes away the opportunity for all these other people who aren't necessarily as adamant as we are to like be introduced to it. You know, I think it's important that we educate people to make their own food. And to make your own veggie burgers and make your own fake egg. You can go ahead and learn how to make that stuff. It's not that hard and it's actually fun. It's more inexpensive to go ahead and just cook it. Maybe some people aren't cooks. Okay, I understand. You can sort of do the pre-prepared stuff or find purveyors that are not in it for the mighty dollar, not going to grab the dollar. And if... Tyson Foods comes out with their veggie burger and it fails. It's okay. We got a, a community. They're not going to stop killing animals. They're not. They're going to just keep going. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, I see what you're saying. I, I just want an option for people who live in like a podunk town. They don't have any vegan options. They are going to eat fast food. You know, I want them to be able to go to their place that they always go and have another option available to them. Yeah, I, I, maybe maybe they can go on YouTube and learn how to yeah. cut a potato, and, and, sure. and maybe they I, can I get mean, stuff online. I mean, I, I just think that I, I'm I'm giving a reasonable course other than supporting big agriculture. They're not here to make the world sustainable. They're here to make a dollar, and they're using the sustainability as a PR thing, as a splash page. And, and that's it. You know, that's what I'm seeing. I'm tired of just saying, oh, well, you know, it's, you know, that's just the way it is. It's good that there's new vegan options. It's like, I, I don't think that that's a sustainable way for us. See, I don't want to belabor my point or, you know, get to what's it called? Keep doubling down. But let me just make one example because, you you know, you're most consumers will generally take the path of least resistance. Let's imagine a theoretical fast food place in the middle of Nowheresville, and it's like the main fad fast food place everyone goes to. And they slaughter a thousand chickens a day for their food, right? I mean, you know, they, they serve a thousand slaughtered chickens. They offer an imperfect vegan option, and that displaces from the 1,000, they're now 950 slaughtered chickens and 50 soybeans. Tell that, you know, it's not pure enough. Tell that to the 50 chicken lives that would have been saved if not for, you know, if not for that vegan option. I could come up with some kind of scenario where... Well, no, this, this is a real scenario. This is real numbers. Imagine know? that we supported more home growers and, and made it to a situation where they became this maple leaf foods. The proper sustainable way is for us to support companies that... Do not make that deal with the devil. And hopefully those companies are the ones that will rise up. And in a situation with Beyond, you know, you have a company that's not selling itself to another mm -hmm. company. They went ahead and they, they're forging on. But they do make deals with other fast food places and, they, and fast food places put regular cheese on top of their product. Yeah, but they're not making these big 
vegan statements, they're not saying, okay, we're getting on this vegan soapbox. I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is the scenario that I mentioned is not theoretical, it's actual. I'm not saying that person in that podunk town or whatever, Barstow, where they're mm-hmm. going to get their, their Doritos Schnitzel hot dogs. I'm not saying that that's not an option that's available. I'm saying mm-hmm. that we're in LA. We mm-hmm. don't have to make those choices. Okay. Maybe this is a good way to go full circle and say, like, it's not a concept of being inflexible and be able to coexist with a field roast going wide and understanding it and saying, okay, yes, that's great. Field roast is going wide. We got a barbecue. I can't make my own stuff. I'm going to go ahead and I'll, I'll grab those field roasts from Vons or whatever, my store, and I'll take them to the, the hoot nanny. <laughs> but understand that we really shouldn't make these things our base. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree that ideally your way is the first choice. But if the first choice is not available to you, uh, like, you know, go the other, go to the second choice <laughs> because it's better than nothing, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing that these mm. companies are branching off. I, I think it's a bad thing. They're misleading their consumer. They're subverting the true vision of the companies that they take over. I mean, it's just money changes things, yeah. especially when you're talking about millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Excuse me, Day is in the animal testing business now by proxy. They j- you got to deal with that PR one way or another. But that's it, it's just it's a very it's very interesting how. Um, you know, certain choices are made and then you, you can't you can't let them down afterwards. Any kind of PR spin will not change it. And and as quiet as Field Roast has been after, you know, they made their big vegan stand, you know, and it's just, you know, a couple of years go by, it's like, oh well, uh, we're we're in the fast food business now and, and we're really not field roast. We're we're actually green leaf now. So so under that green leaf badge, they can pretty much do whatever they want. I have no problem with a, with a company saying, okay, we're in business. You know, we're going to go ahead and do this. But, but for them to sort of cloak themselves in a purity is uh, disingenuous. And then when they move in that direction, they ne- there needs to be some kind of um, consideration from us when we see them behave in that manner. Fair enough. Okay, so how are you, man? What'd you have for lunch? <laughs> you know the answer. Are you getting sick of those shakes? You know, my giant bucket ran out. <gasps> and they they didn't have any more buckets online. Like, it was a temporary thing. And I ordered pouches. That just shows, like, how much of a robot I am. Okay, so when you say you ordered pouches... I didn't give up on it. I just got more. <laughs> I doubled down. I ate my 20 pounds of Soylent, and then I got more Soylent. So when you say pouches, do you like put them in, like you have them, like there's like a belt loop for them that you can put them (laughs) in? A little bandolier of Soylent that I I just, you know, travel the world like Johnny Appleseed spreading it far and wide. No, yeah, it comes in a box, and the box contains like seven pouches, and each pouch is like, uh, I don't know, like a week, (laughs) like several servings of, of that glorious... Superfood. <laughs>